With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the intro jingle. This is the K-Pop DevOps show with Eric Nam. All right, ladies and gentlemen, family of the K-Pop Tebak show, we have a guest here today. I'm excited to talk to this guy. He is an incredibly talented musician, singer, songwriter, artiste. It is Neve. What's up, Neve? How are you? What's up? What's up? I'm happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Excited to have you here. So before we jump into our discussion, we should probably throw it out there. Like, I thought this was my first time actually meeting you. Uh-huh. Um, but right before we started shooting, <laughs> could you could you fill our listeners in? Like, have we met before? Uh, like, we have. I, I, yeah. We haven't met like physically before. But then the first okay. time we talked was on online. Um, okay. I think it was oh, wow, almost like six, seven years ago. Uh, wow. When you reached out to me uh, through Facebook uh, Messenger, <laughs> <laughs> saying that you guys were looking for like uh, uh, like an applicants, like outstanding applicants uh-huh. for Ridean Tanseng, and uh-huh. I remember you were introducing yourself, like that you're from Ridean Tanseng, and then I remember looking it up, and um, yeah, that was our first time talking, That's and I remember. <sighs> Crazy. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe that we're you know talking after seven years, six years. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that's like crazy and it kind of embarrassing because I wish I had <laughs> fully fully remembered that. Um, but I'm sorry I did not remember that's, that. That's that's okay. <laughs> um see, I thought the first time I don't know if I actually met you or something, mm-hmm. but um I remember I was like talking to a label. And they were saying they were talking to you as well. And mm. I think we had like passed by each other. And I think I might have… Like we might have just said hi. I don't know. But I remember your name specifically coming up. And I was like, uh-huh. oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> Brian. Because you were on a TV show. Weren't you on an audition program? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was introduced as Brian Park. Okay. Right. So I, yeah, I remembered yeah. you as Brian Park. And um, that's that was like the first time I was like, oh, okay. And <laughs> then it's been… I don't know how many years since it has been. But we're finally connecting. I'm really excited to finally connect with you and talk to you. Um, me too. Me too. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't remember that. <laughs> um, but full yeah. context to our audience. So what Brian is talking about is… I was on this program, this audition program called uh, Birth of a Star. We Dan Tanzang. Um, and that was what got me into my career. And… By the time I was done with my season, the writers and the producers asked me to help scout people um, mm. for the third season. And I guess I had reached out to you at that point yeah. um, to try to see if you were interested. And why didn't you come on our show? Uh, <laughs> um, well, my excuse, which was actually true. I, um, mm-hmm. That was my very first year at college. So it was ah. like my first year at college. And I felt… 
that at least, you know, I had to fulfill one year of mm. requirement, you know, of going to college. You know, I, I mm-hmm. was just um, admitted uh, and registered to the list. Right. So I remember telling you like, uh, please excuse me. I couldn't… I wanted to. <laughs> uh-huh. But it's just uh-huh. that… Really, I really wanted to. It's just that like it was my first year um, mm-hmm. at college. So… <laughs> that's that's <laughs> fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, yeah, yeah. But honestly, doesn't matter because it got you here anyways. We, It's it's fate. It's destiny. You're yeah. destined to meet. And <laughs> it, it just… You took a different path, but you're here. I I have to briefly go ahead and say that… I think I have a great eye and ear for talent then. You know, mm-hmm. if I reached out to you and um, you've been riding with all these superstars. Because the only other person I think that I reached out to and I was pursuing for that show was PH1. Mm-hmm. And he got in as well. We even shot a special at his house in New Jersey. And then he said last minute, he goes, I'm not going to come. And I was like, what? <laughs> but <laughs> what, Why? 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 No. <laughs> I think I think I think at the time um, he was just nervous about oh, oh I remember he wanted to do like hip hop and we downtown was more of like a vocalist singer kind of thing right. and so he didn't feel like it was right but I still I was two for two I had you and I had PH one and both of y'all are doing well so I'm <laughs> I, I feel very very uh, I feel like I have a good eye a good you have ear a good eye you have a good eye and good ear. <laughs> But dude, anyways, pleasure to meet you. Thanks for coming to Dive Studios. I'm excited to have you on the podcast. How have you been? What have you been up to? Just, you know, um, I've been the same, you know, since six, seven years ago. You know, I Mm -hmm. think it was my very first time trying to produce songs. So I've been writing and producing Mm -hmm. and uh, I debuted as a singer uh, not too long ago. And… You know, since like six years ago, I've been just writing uh, my thoughts out. And the only uh, thing that's different these days uh, is that there are people uh, around me who want to support what Mm. I do. Uh, There are Mm -hmm. more people um, who are encouraging me to do, you know, keep continuing… Uh, continue to write and produce music and sing in front mm-hmm. of people. So I think that's the only difference. But um, I've been the same. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's great. I mean, let's let's go through it real quick. I mean, you've written for so many. And you've written with so many amazing people. Um, can you give us like a quick rundown? I mean, I'm sure a lot of people know. But mm-hmm. you can… You don't have to be humble here. I want you to show off. Who are some of the people that you've written with, that you've written for, that you've had the pleasure of working with? Uh-huh. Um, well, I mean… <laughs> uh, Alright, if you feel uncomfortable, I can do it for you. It's, <laughs> it's literally everybody in K-pop who's important, guys. So EXO, Cravity, uh, Jung Seun, Hin. Also recently, your latest single has Haze on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you've worked with Sam Kim. Uh, so you've worked with a ton of people. Uh, so you're an incredibly, I guess, accomplished writer, producer in your own right. But were you always into music? Were you, was that part of you growing up? Like how did you get into music? Well, music was always with me since I was very young. But then I mm-hmm. think it's… Uh, I was 20 or 19 when I thought that maybe mm. I want to sing in front of people. So mm. When I was younger, uh, I didn't know that I would become a singer uh, mm-hmm. or artist who… 
entrepreneur who's giving his inspiration to the others. Just because I thought I wasn't as talented as people who were already professional enough to, you know, uh, pursue mm-hmm. their dream and goal uh, and their career as you know, professional singers. And yeah. I thought I wasn't really good enough. You know, I had my moments where I was like, well, seeing myself from third person's point of view, it's just that I don't know if I'm like standing out uh, in any ways. You know, I was mm-hmm. pretty good, but I didn't think that I was excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why uh, I kind of stopped thinking of pursuing a goal as an artist. Uh-huh. But uh, more and more time flew, there have been people who kind of recognized what I could do in the future than what I was, uh, where I was uh, at the present moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it was 21 uh, that I finally realized that maybe I want to do this. Mm-hmm. So ready or not, here I go and uh, <laughs> see what the world thinks of me. Yeah. So that that's, you know, my first step was Super Star K. And a blink of an eye, I was on TV. And I didn't, I still can't believe that I was on TV. And since then, I think a lot of doors opened up for me. And mm-hmm. here I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. But, I mean, you, but you know what? Like, I feel like most people have that. Like, most people have this sense of like, am I good enough? Am I special enough? Mm-hmm. Like, there's this sense of imposter syndrome. Where mm. like I've talked about this on the show before. Where like even recently I was at an event. And it's like all these celebrities like why am I here? Like how mm. did I… I feel like I lied my way into this place. Because I'm not good enough to be here. But like that's kind of… I feel like that's everybody. Like we all go through that. And then as you develop your skills that y- you come into your own. And it's really cool to see that you've developed this confidence. Into becoming an artist and a singer-songwriter on your own. So that's really really cool. Um, because like you said, even though I felt like we had never really met or connected, like I was always checking out your music. Um, I think I've gotten a couple demos from you as well. So I've you've always been oh, really? in the periphery. <laughs> yeah. You've like always been in the periphery of my eye. Just like I was, oh, okay. Like Neve, Brian Park, he's always like doing something. Cool, cool, cool. Maybe one day we'll get to link up and we finally are. So yeah. um, I'm, I'm really excited about that. Um <laughs> But I guess like we should also talk about like were you know growing up were you born in the states were you born in Korea how did you grow up I was born in Korea uh, and I went mm. to elementary school and uh, first year of middle school in Korea then I moved to Australia uh, mm. I used to live there for a couple of years and then I moved to New Jersey due to my dad's uh, work mm. and I. Went to high school in New Jersey and then I went to New York uh, for college. Okay. So it's been kind of like nomad lifestyle that I've been yeah. having. <laughs> and I've been like here and there. Uh, so yeah. So half of my life in Korea and half of my life in… More than half of uh, my life in the States. Yeah. I, I feel like for a lot of people who have lived like that, it's kind of hard to… To pinpoint and say this is home or this is what I call home. Mm. Do you have a? Do you happen to have a place that feels that way to you? I used to be in the state where I mind up state where I thought that where do I belong? You know, mm-hmm. wherever I go, it doesn't feel like right, like right in my heart. You know, like mm-hmm. and and 
whichever group, like group of people, like uh, friends that I hung out with, I just felt like I didn't belong in anywhere. Even though like the mm. others might not think that. It was just my problem that I had always. Yeah. Uh, it's only been recent uh, that I finally figured out that wherever I go, if I feel, if I find my peace in my heart and, and, and you know, through music, you know, wherever I go, if I can really humbly and happily pursue uh, music, it's my home. So it could be mm. on the street. It could be in Korea. It could be, mm-hmm. you know, anywhere else. Uh, wherever I have music with me, it's my home. I think uh, I defined that very recently. Oh, uh, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, If that makes I mean, sense. <laughs> no, no, no. Absolutely. That completely makes sense. I mean, for me too, like I felt like I… There was a certain point uh, in my mid-20s when I realized that for like eight years or so… I had never been in one place for longer than like a few months at a time. So I was always living out of suitcases. Living in like temporary situations. So my heart was never at peace. I was always like moving. And then I always had an identity thing with like… Am I Korean? Am I Korean American? Am I American? Like it's this weird middle place that we live in because we're so multicultural and we've moved around so much. And so Mm -hmm. I completely understand what you mean. Um, in that sense. Um, yeah. But growing up, you know, you said music has always been a big part of your life. Um, were your parents always supportive of you pursuing music and um, singing or producing or writing? They were supportive in every way. You know, I think mm. my parents were the, uh, are the reason why I'm here. And why I'm, mm. you know, still doing it. Because yeah. not even like… If I said that… I'm gonna pursue my dream as you know, not musician but something else. They would still support me. So they were very mm-hmm. open to my decisions. Even mm-hmm. though it seemed reckless at a time. For example, <laughs> you know, applying for a leave of absence after going to college for a year. Because uh, yeah. uh, my college, it was conservatory school. So mm. I majored in classical clarinet. And in 2012, they only picked one person. And then they, you know, I was on the wait list. So you were list. the only one? Luckily. I was lucky enough. <laughs> I was on the wait list. You know, I got on the last train. But then happened to be me. And then because I was the only clarinetist that was, who was selected at the time, it was kind of critical for me to leave. If I left the… Uh, school, it would have been mm-hmm. pretty problematic. So mm-hmm. I had all these pressures. And my parents also thought that maybe you should at least, you know, go for college for at least two years. And then I'm saying uh-huh. that after going there for a year, I'm like, I want to experience like different things musically. Yeah. I think if I pass this time and opportunity, I'm going to be a little too late to pursue mm-hmm. later in the life. So… And then they were, you know, very supportive with it. And it, it's been these kind of supports that I've been getting from my parents. That yeah. made me feel like I found my peace in my heart. Because they supported my decisions. So I mean that's great. That's really great. And you know what? Let's be very honest. You probably saved a lot of money as well. <laughs> so. I was thinking the same thing. I, actually, that was my… That was my 
one of so many points that I uh-huh. <laughs> told my parents. I'm like, hey, this is conservatory school. It's gonna cost a lot of mo- a lot of money for us, you know. It's and and my scholarship wasn't that too high, you know. So, it's expensive, bro. It's like very absolutely. Expensive. Yeah. Look, they didn't I went buy through it. four years. They didn't buy. Ye- it, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't they yeah. I'm well. You know what? I'm glad it happened. I went through four years of college and then and then at that point your parents were like, wait, you went through college and now you're not going to do this? And it's a completely different discussion. It was like, you made us waste money. And so, you know what? If you knew this is what you wanted to do and you wanted to try, I'm really glad that you tried it and, and you are where you are today. Um, so I guess let's talk a little bit about, you know, your musical journey once you got out to Korea. You did Superstar K. You were doing all these things and you were writing. When did it start to feel like you started to get recognized or felt more comfortable in your place as a musician, as a producer, as a writer. Mm. In Korean, I guess like, mm-hmm. or when did you start feeling that? Um, 2019, April 1st. Uh, wow, that's very specific. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that was the day uh, when… EXO uh, Chen's Beautiful Goodbye came out. Mm. And that was my very first song uh, that I debuted with as a writer. So wow. that, yeah, somebody took the song and then sang it. Um, that was my ver- very first time. And mm-hmm. I felt like finally I am on the start line of doing you know something professionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I mm-hmm. felt like, oh… Rather than me being recognized, I just needed that confidence in my heart that I could do this and you know people could you know uh, relate to my ideas because mm-hmm. before that I was in a place where I was very worried because mm. I, I love writing, I love producing. But then at some point, I thought that I, I should be doing it professionally to really continue uh, with it. Uh, because mm-hmm. if people cannot relate to what I do, I felt like I would lose confidence and keep on going. But then at that mm-hmm. time, uh, SM contacted our company saying that they liked the song. Mm-hmm. And then Chen himself later told me that he really liked the song. So the song wasn't supposed to be a title of the album oh. uh, in, the, in the initial phase. And then, yeah. then I remember him uh, telling me that he specifically mentioned the beautiful goodbye that it should be the title because he could relate to it. And there was a huge uh, moment for me where I thought, I can do this. And uh, mm. uh, people can relate to this. So I'm, I'm like, yeah. you know, that's… Uh, yeah. 2019, April 1st was the time that I thought, yeah, I could do this. Yeah, I mean, in many ways, you know, a lot of people don't, you know, for a lot of artists, that debut, the day of debut is like the most memorable. And because I guess you started as a singer, songwriter, or as a producer, songwriter, that's going to be your most memorable day. Were you very involved in working with Chen in, in the recording process? Or was it kind of one of those where you wrote it and you send it off and it, they take it and they do it on their own, they send it back? Um, second one. Just because okay. um, I was in LA. Uh, oh, and right, right, right. He was recording in Korea and I couldn't, you know, fly to Korea just to record him. 
if I could have done it, I could have, but <laughs> I would have. What, what was, yeah, what was that first feeling when you first heard his version of your song? How did you feel? I remember specifically that night. Uh, it was nighttime when I first got the demo of him mm-hmm. singing, the first recording version. And then I remember I was standing in a recording room and I was like, <laughs> just clapping. <laughs> I was just like, I was just like keeping like this for I think three minutes. Uh-huh. And then the engineers were like looking at me like, dude, stop. I'm like, oh, this, this is great. <laughs> it's a big deal. It's a very, yeah. this is my moment. And, and Leave me alone. He sang it perfectly. Like, mm. he knew exactly like what I kind of imagined uh, a perfect version of this song could be. Oh, and wow. He, like, you know, when you sing demo or like a, a song for somebody else, um, you think of the final version. And then mm-hmm. uh, I got to admit, in some way, it could happen and it doesn't happen with you know, singers. Right. From you know, singers to singers, it's uh, case by case. It's different, but, yeah. Yeah, but with Chen, it was so impactful um, mm. that I… To this date, I, I think it was the perfect version of Beautiful Goodbye. If not Chen, the song wouldn't be the same. That's how I really feel about the song. Man. Wow. That's that's <laughs> awesome. So I guess like since then, you've written again. You've written for so many different people. Um, you've been working uh, on a bunch of different projects. But now you are… You know… You, you debuted I guess a while ago with a duet with Sam Kim who's a mm. great friend of ours. Um, how did that how did that project come about? Were you guys usually originally friends and close or how did that um, happen? I think uh, I got… You know, Sam was introduced to me first in LA. Uh, mm-hmm. 2019 like… September. September, yeah. October I think. And he came to LA uh, in our studio because our headquarter is in LA mm-hmm. um, for a song camp. And right. he wanted to work on album with our company and then me going there to support him, you know, doing, uh, bringing out whatever he wants to do, mm-hmm. the music. And that was our first time uh, meeting up together. And we really just initially, we clicked. You know, it's very hard mm. to find somebody who we just talk musically and it just like fits right away. Like if I say like A and he says B. I'm like, oh. Right. And I mean C. And he's like, yeah, that's what I thought too. And it's just like constant like on and off conversation yeah. which didn't stop. It kept on going. Uh, and I really appreciated Sam for uh, being being genius as he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So huge respect. And it's been… Yeah, fun. And and through that song camp, the song Like a Fool came out. So he was playing this random guitar line and I was just like, Dude, stop. You have to go into the recording booth right now and then record that mm. riff. Mm. Um, and then the song came out in like an hour. Um, He's, and that song… I mean, yeah. He's so talented. I mean, and so are you. So the two of you together, I mean, I think it sounds incredible. And it's, uh, 
I mean, I'm not a great producer or <laughs> instrumentalist in any way. So I envy the two of you so much. Oh. Um, anyway, <laughs> I think you're a great producer of yourself. I think you know what you're doing, and I don't know. Man. I just kind of <laughs> no. make it up. I, I mean, no. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm just kind of making things up, and that's how no, I always no, feel. No, no. I think but... I, 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 I think your intuition in like life <sighs> from you know, because I've been you know seeing your stuff like for like few years now, and I, I personally felt that you know what you're doing, and then. You're capable of, you know, so many things. I think producing in general, it means that not just like… You don't have to be good in like using the Pro Tools or, you know, mm-hmm. Logic Pro. Uh, it's just that you are being the captain of your ship. You're being mm. the light of your life. And I think yeah. in that sense, you are, uh, you know, one of like greatest producers that I, you know, always thought of. Why, thank so. you. <laughs> I'm so it, honored. <laughs> I feel so encouraged by that. I really do. I really appreciate that. Because I mean to be very honest for me… Um, when it comes to music… I feel like I just like… I've never really had much help. It's literally my brother and like one or two people that I really trust. And it's just us just being like what should we do? Um, so like even my my labels and stuff… It's always… we You know… I just kind of figure it out on my own. So mm. a lot of times I'm like… I hope this doesn't suck. And then we just try to put it down. I mean, that, so, see, like huge respect for that too. You know, a lot of people don't even know if they're like… You, they don't even know where to go. Like, mm-hmm. but then you have the guts to, you know, pursue it, whatever, you, you know, your mm-hmm. craft was. And, you know, you made it. And people really love you for being who you are. And, you know, well, I'm one of those thank people you. too. So. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, well, question for you, you know, because you're on both sides, right? You produce for other artists and you're also producing for yourself. Mm. What is that like? How is that different from you for you in, in the different roles that you're playing? What's mm. what's easier, what's harder? Um, those two are very different things, just because uh to me, writing a song, producing songs are like writing diaries. Like mm. your personal diaries. And then mm-hmm. if you're writing for yourself, it's more like I'm writing for myself. I'm really mm-hmm. speaking my heart out. Uh, mm-hmm. But producing for the others, I don't know what the other producers or like the other writers think. But my personal opinion is that it's writing their diaries. Mm-hmm. Um, like I need to bring out or like furnish what they… What they really think from their heart and mm-hmm. catching where they want to go and then suggesting is my job as a producer if I'm working with them. Right. Uh, so I, what I do is I just have constant like conversations and then while mm-hmm. we do that I catch some of the words or you know some of the intuitions or stories that they might not have thought about to write about. Uh-huh. And then I suggest like, oh, how about you write this? Or like, how about this and that? So it's more like thinking in their perspective uh, mm-hmm. than mine. So I kind of erase myself when I work with oh, others. Wow. Yeah. It's just that… So it's that different. So to me, writing for myself is my diary. Uh, writing my diary and writing for the others. It's really completely different thing. I have to be <laughs> like… In same tune with them. You know, that's how I feel yeah. you know, every time. Do you, ha- do you have a preference? I know they're both completely different. 
Do you have a preference in, in doing one or the other at all? Mm. Those two are just so different. It's just that if you go to amusement park… Yeah. I know this is going to be a weird way of comparing things. No, no, no. Like, it's all good. It's all good. I'm… Um, yeah. I, I hate roller coasters. Um, <laughs> but let's, let's say that I like roller coasters. It's yeah. gonna feel like… It's that different. Like I'm on the… What is that? The Hejamongma in Korean. Uh, uh, Merry Ground. Merry Ground? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Merry Go Round. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, writing a song for myself is like writing on a merry-go-round. Because I'm okay. so comf- comfortable with it. You know, there are uh-huh. times that I'm like writing on it for like constant like eight times. Mm-hmm. Um, for writing writing that uh, for the others, it's more like writing on a roller coaster. You just mm. don't know what's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's the weird you know way what? of comparing things. <laughs> but I oddly understood exactly what you mean. So it was a great job. Look, you're a, a lyrical genius. Look at you. Um, well, speaking of being on the merry-go-round, you know, your latest song is with Hayes. Um, mm-hmm. You released it in November of 2020. Uh, it's called Too Easy. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that song and the yeah, creation um, process? Yeah. Too Easy, it's the song that I wrote a few… like two years ago. And then I sent… Uh, it's a song about two lovers. Uh, we're talking about the emotional temperature difference. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you fall in love with somebody else… Let's say I, a guy and a girl. Us, what we think love is… Could be different from what the other… Uh, that person thinks. Like what the girl right. thinks. So it's just like… Um, that difference. So for example… Mm-hmm. I was talking to Hayes about… I think there are some people… The girls who think love is so easy. They meet up mm. with people like me up so easily. And then they leave so easily. So I think mm-hmm. there are people who think… Um, you know, who treats people in love easily. And then mm. she told me saying that, but have you ever thought about in their shoe mm. when they said goodbye to you? That could mean that they thought about so many, like so deeply. And, mm. and they finally came to conclusion. And maybe they might have told you that, you know, goodbye after a process of like serious thoughts. And I think you're. Mm disregarding the effect. So that makes you a bad boy. And I'm like… <laughs> I was like, hold on. Let me think about that. I really didn't mean yeah. that. But then that's the time that I thought that… Oh, so what guy think is love could be different from what girl think um, mm-hmm. uh, about love. So yeah. I thought that could be the inter- interesting perspective. So I uh, asked Hayes about… Uh, why don't you write your version like lyrics uh-huh. for this song. What do you think uh-huh. about like love and breakup? So mm-hmm. that's how the song came to be. And yeah, it's about the emotional temperature difference between guy and girl. That's, that's a, a that's a super <laughs> super cool way to think about it. No, but I but I also can completely understand that. Were you guys were you how did you and Hayes get to know each other? Um I I sent the demo version of Too Easy to her, to Hayes, two, three years ago? Two and a half mm-hmm. years ago. 
And then back then we didn't know each other at all. Ah. So uh, we were not introduced. Um, but then we… And then I remember after a few months, uh, her company contacted us saying that they really liked the song. They really loved the mm. song uh, and they want to work with us. Um, she really loved the song. So she said… And then after that we got together and then I remember she was personally telling me that um, when she first heard the song, she said, she thought, oh, I should be, I really should be singing this. And I want the guy who, whoever this guy is who sang the demo to sing with me. And then luck, mm. <laughs> thankfully that was me. So <laughs> it would have been very awkward if it was me and then the others sang that song. But <laughs> Well, I'm but glad um, it worked out. Yeah. And I'm glad yeah. it's out in the world because it sounds great. And if everybody, if you haven't done so, you guys should definitely check it out. It's too easy with Neve featuring Hayes, right? Is it feature yeah. or is it, is it X? I don't know. It's always kind of… <laughs> I mean like it's named like featuring Hayes. But then it's really like collaboration if you Right. It's a full song, collaboration. Like on and off. So yeah. I mean I'm so thankful for Hayes too because she made the song perfect. She mm. really did. When I first wrote the song, I wrote it for like solo. But then after I got introduced uh, with Hayes, uh, the song took a completely different turn. You know, which mm-hmm. means like it gave me more perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Having Hayes is, you know, an, an honorable moment for me. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's, I mean, the list goes on and on. Like you've also written with NCT, uh, recent, mm. written for NCT. Uh-huh. Um, what was that project like? Was that one of those things where you just kind of had it written and they kind of picked it up? Kind of like Chen, that process? Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, similar process. I was given like piano track and then that's the song. It's called My Everything. Mm. Uh, which was consisted in a, a very recent album called Resonance. Mm. And I that song too, it came out in two hours. <laughs> Not because I'm Why like… Why are you so, so talented? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's just that like… Sometimes it takes me like more than a yeah. day or two to come up with some like solid ideas. But mm-hmm. I think uh, all the loved songs or, or related songs of mine um, mm. that I've written are the songs that came out so like quickly. You know, even yeah. too easy, like a full two, you know. It's… I think… That's why I always think that grasping the moment of inspiration is so important. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's why I always carry my phone and I'm just like… Humming random things yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah and I then, do that too. Yeah, isn't it like kind of embarrassing to go over like few of those? Dude, <laughs> I hate, I hate going back into it. <laughs> like I was doing it yesterday, and I was like, yeah. I really should just stop singing because this sounds horrendous, <laughs> but it's so embarrassing. Dude, that's how I feel every day too, like every hour. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, no, you're killing it. Um, <laughs> I guess, you know, you've been writing for so many people. You are doing your own artist project. What's next for you? What's coming up for you in 2021? You know, it's we're in February now. We have nine months left of 2021. And I'm hoping that it's going to be a good year. How are you feeling right now? Um, well, it's very… It's an interesting question. Always, like, I think if things are going, like, in this way, a lot of people tell me that, have the bigger goal, have 
uh, now you are on the right of something. You have to keep on writing it. So they say, 물 들어올 때 노져라. It's just like right. in a raw wind, the water comes in. And yeah. honestly, truthfully speaking, I think for me, just continue to be myself and have the peace in my heart and mm-hmm. just be the same way uh, that I've always been uh, for mm. the next few years is my, I think, ultimate goal. Just because if I tell them, like, if the water comes in and then you're rowing, like, rowing, you've never experienced that water coming in. So you may drown if you tense your body too Right. Too hard or too much. Right. So I think like keeping it cool and keeping your head cool um, mm-hmm. is what I should be doing this year too. It's just like be calm. Be just… Yeah. Try to be as humble as you can possibly be. And yeah. I'm, I'm just… All I'm, what I'm thinking these days is I'm so thankful and grateful for what's been happening around me. Uh-huh. So yeah. I think it's too much of me to think… Uh, and to want more. And uh, honestly, I think I have everything going on for me that I've always wanted. Which… Mm. It doesn't mean like money or like fame or like uh, the opportunities. It's just that I'm in a place where I can just happily write and express myself. That sounds awesome. And you know, it sounds like you're living the dream. And it it, it is… I think it's great because being able to appreciate what you're doing while you're doing it, no matter how hard or how great or how amazing or not it is, I think that is that requires a certain level of humility and being aware, self-aware, which I think you have a lot of. And so um, it's really great to hear that you are enjoying it while it's happening. Um, and to just kind of enjoy what you do for a living. Because it, it is very easy to get caught up in like, oh, I just want to be famous. Or I just want to like do hit certain benchmarks. But not appreciate what you're going through as you do it. So it sounds like you you absolutely are. And that's that's awesome. I guess to follow up on that. Like do you have like a dream? What is the goal? What is, Where do you want to be? Right now I'm at where I want to be. But then you know life isn't… That short, you know, I have long right. way to go. So I think you're I'm still st- young. So <laughs> much to do. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm, I think that my goal is to stay the same, and mm. like when I'm, let's say, 60, 70, with like white hair, and you know, still I want myself to be talking in the same way mm. when I'm like older. Um, I don't have to be like. Older, I'm hoping that I'd be wiser. But at least I don't want to be where I talk in a way that I know everything. Mm. I don't want people to feel that like, oh, he's been doing this and that. He thinks he knows a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I don't know anything. So if the opportunity comes and I I just want to stay the same. Uh, mm. And just continue to do music. Because I think uh, from what I've been feeling and then seeing is that rather than like the hardest thing in anything. Like it could be music or it could be, mm. you know, being a lawyer or you know, anything or being a doctor. It's just keeping like that the endurance to keep on going mm. uh, is very 
it's it's almost impossible to do. That's what I thought. Because mm. let's say that doing this job, there could be ups and downs, right? Like there's right. a lot of like ups and down moments, especially the jobs that we have. Um, right. And I think this job is the hardest job to have your head like keep your head cool. Because <laughs> so many things are going on. And then, you know, I want yeah. to have my peace in my heart. Right. Um, always. So, yeah. I know that's not like maybe like the, the, the critical, like a crucial, like a big answer, but then really that's how no, I feel. It's, yeah. The way it sounds, it, it's more of a mindset for you. It's a perspective. Mm. It's the way you approach life, which I think is just as important more than. I want to do this or this is my goal or this is my whatever. Because if if your answer tells me enough about you to say, oh, it doesn't matter where I am as long as I'm happy and I feel good as an individual, which is the most important thing in life. So, mm-hmm. you know, that I think that's great. I guess you mentioned this and so I, I just want to touch on it briefly. But mm-hmm. I agree completely that the job that we have as musicians, as entertainers, as celebrities is definitely not an easy job. It is, there are a lot of things that go into it. Not only do you have to put out good music and perform, but there's a lot of pressure and just a lot of things that go into it. But I guess like a question that I have for you, because you've gone through both the celebrity side and you've been through the the, the come up as a singer-songwriter producer. When you left college, you said, I'm not going to do college. I'm going to go to Korea and do this music thing, right? Mm-hmm. Was there a point in that period that was just really difficult for you or a point where you're like, I don't know if this is right for me. Or was it always, I'm going to get it done? You mean like the, the college or the entertaining through, through like So like once you left college, you moved to Korea to do Superstar uh-huh. K. Uh-huh. And then you had, you know, a couple years of learning to write between, I guess, here in LA. Uh-huh. And before you started to place your first song, before you put out your solo project… Were there moments where you ever wanted to give up or change your career or like you're like why am I doing this? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I you know, I separate the entertaining and being on the artist side with music. I mm. have to be honest, yes, I thought a few times of like quitting the job, honestly mm. speaking, because I wasn't really sure because there have been moments that I was tired and very unhappy about what's mm-hmm. going on. It's not the other's fault. It's all happening in my head. Mm. And I always thought being an artist uh, is more like uh, having uh, a responsibility to inspire the others. And I mm-hmm. wanted to inspire people in a positive way. Now, mm-hmm. if I, I could continue music, music will always be with me. But then I could have pursued different things like maybe uh, majoring in uh, cinema music. Or like mm-hmm. animation music or like cause, right. because I'm so interested in that too. So in a way, music will never stop with me. But then having uh, a job uh, or being an artist, uh, being the inspiration to the others um, was very gave me a lot of questions just because how can I save the others when I want to, when I cannot really save myself? That's what I mm. always thought. And yeah, and, and I had and yeah, I had moments where I'm just like, I, I don't think I can go on mm. like this. And truthfully speaking, like these days too, you know, I have my you know thoughts too. But mm. but um I changed my course course of thinking that mm-hmm. 
well, maybe I don't have to always put on a smile or like a happy, like consolating mm-hmm. um, attitude to people to really save mm. the others. Maybe I can show them all that process too. You know, like me yeah. struggling, me having yeah. like breakdown, me having, you know, all that jumbled up thoughts. And maybe I should not be afraid of showing that side to the people. Right. So if that's the case and if I'm accepted by doing that, uh, maybe I'll have a slight of hope of continuing <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. And uh, luckily and thankfully, uh, there have been many people who've been giving me support in that. So that's why I'm keep on doing it. So yeah, it's a long answer, but to this date, I have it. <laughs> I have, I have like, am I like, is, is this right? <laughs> yeah, but, no, no, no. I, I, I hear you. I feel yeah. you on that. And I'm, I'm writing, also writing a song that actually talks about that. Like, I don't mm. know. I really don't know if it's mm. like, uh, uh, if, if I want to be myself or if I want to be in somebody else's shoe. I don't know about myself, but maybe someday I'll understand who I am truthfully. And it doesn't have to come out from myself. It could come from the others. You know, people can tell me uh, also who I am. It's just like on and off thing. So, right. the jumble of thoughts. <laughs> I'll, no, I'll be babbling you. about like... it and in a song. Yeah, the beauty of Well, it. I look forward to it because that's something that I, I, I honestly agree with. You know, I, I've spoken about this at length with other people. But I was like, why do I, as a celebrity, why do we have to be happy all the time? I can have a bad day. I could feel down. I could be really happy, but I could also be really sad. And I mm. shouldn't, I shouldn't have to hide those parts um, of that may not be pleasant. And I think it's, it's, this is a job at the end of the day, right? We love what we do. We're very blessed. Mm. But just like anybody else has with any other job, you can have doubts. You may want to change jobs. You may yeah. say, this isn't for me. And so, I completely agree with you on that. And and I feel like being able to articulate that well and share that in a story or in a song, I think is very impactful. So uh, I look forward to that song. <laughs> when it comes to, you know, this show, you know, it is a K-pop show. So I got to ask you the question, mm-hmm. what K-pop songs or artists are you listening to right now? Who Who are you kind of obsessed with? Oh my god. I haven't been um I haven't been listening uh music these days. It's just that mm. uh honestly I was a little tired of you know continuing uh continue to write. It's been it's been five years since I really felt this way. So mm. I ha- I've been kind of stopped uh, stopping to listen to music, but 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 I went back to Bruno Major. Oh, okay. Uh, to let a good thing die. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and I've been listening to that recently too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know. So that, Every time I play, I'm like, oh gosh, the feelings are coming. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, Bruno Major. Yeah, it's a it's Who a else? good song to listen in the car and and when you're walking. Who else? Um, Sabrina Claudio, wanna know? Mm. Mm-hmm. And. Actually, um, I was on the way to the studio today and I was listening to Pos- Positions by Ariana Grande. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's a very fun <laughs> genre. It's a different… I listen to everything. Like, I, I listen from like death metal to classical music. 
So uh-huh. yeah, I listen to like wide genre of music. Yeah. Um, but spoken yeah, like so a far. tree musician. Nah. Spoken like a tree musician. <laughs> um, well, we're going to start wrapping up the show. But before we do that, we're going to play a quick corner. Um, this is called A Song For You. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to name five artists, right? Uh, that you have not yet worked with. Mm. And you get to tell us, the listeners, what kind of song, you know, and as detailed as you can be, you would want Ooh. to write with them or write for them. Okay? Okay. okay. So the first one, she just released an album, but it's Ayu. Oh. Have you worked with Ayu before? No, no. I, I you know, I love Ayu's music. Uh, I just never met up with her in person or mm. uh, had the opportunity to work with her. I, so I think it's a, she's a perfect example for this uh, corner, right? Let me think. I think for her, she has her strong side. Uh, mm. But I think she never touched. She has. She's jazz influenced as well. So she, mm-hmm. what she puts in, she has a little bit of jazz in it. So maybe mm. I could work with her, bringing the genre of modern jazz, 1940s, where like uh, musicians like Art Tatum or like um, the other the other uh, great jazz musicians would do. So bringing uh-huh. that aspect in the song, and then. Uh, collaborate with what's the trend these days in K-pop market. I think that could be a very uh, interesting uh, perspective that Ayu could bring to the Okay. Others. Yeah. Okay. So Something then. very jazzy. Jazzy. Right. Well, honestly, jazzy. Ayu can literally pull off anything she wants. She can she do can, anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure it would be a great <laughs> song. All right. Next up, I'm actually very curious about this one. Blackpink. If you had the opportunity to write for Blackpink, what would you write for Ooh. Blackpink? Blackpink. Wow. I mean, all they they them too, they can do anything. You know, mm-hmm. if it's ballad, they'll be able to pull it off. Um, right. They've been pulling on like dance stuff, which is, you know, their uh strong point. I think for them, if I were to work with them, I would bring out like complete like pop, like pop mm. music. Pop, pop, um, pop. More like a Shawn Mendes pop oh, style okay. um, with them. Um, yeah, something like that. Something like that. Mm. All right. Um, okay, so this last one. And this is a personal one because I need some help. <laughs> if we were to write together or if you could… If I could be like, Nave, Ryan, please. I need some songs. <laughs> help me. Please. I what would you write for Atlanta. me? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really personally want to work with you. And um, I'm down. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So when are you coming to Korea, first of all? <laughs> when are you uh, coming sometime back? Sometime soon. I yeah? don't have an exact date yet. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, we could do it in Korea or we could do uh-huh. it over Skype. Uh, yeah. But I- I'm always available. But I'll I'm DM down. You. I'm totally down. <laughs> Please too. Yeah, Please yeah. Too. Um, I'm totally down. Uh, with you, not the genre-wise, because I know you are. I know that you are the captain of your own ship. So I really want uh, us to talk a lot first, and then mm. not the genre-wise. I want mm. um, us to be talking about like one topic where mm. where you are right mm. now. So I yeah. want you to write your own diary and maybe mm. like not. 
probably giving you the ideas like of like what I think. I want you to mm. um, maybe bring out some like some of your honest feelings that you may mm. not have told your fans or the audience, and we could go from there. Uh, maybe we yeah. can uh, write a song like in pop genre as well. Yeah, um, could be ballad too, but yeah, I think topic is way more important for you at this uh, point. So yeah. So <laughs> you want to be my free therapist, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> free, free therapist. Yes, absolutely. I'll fly there. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm down. No, that's. I mean. Yes, I agree. I think that's most of how my sessions start out. We we sit down and we talk about whatever's on our hearts, and we we pick a topic from there, and we just start going. So absolutely, and mm-hmm. and honestly, yeah, I'm totally down. Let's let's figure it out. We'll Skype yep. it. We'll FaceTime it. We'll do it in person. Whatever it takes. Yes, sir. Uh, but I, I'd love to write with you. Um, as we wrap up the show, um, is there anything that you want to tell our listeners? Anything you want to promote? Where can they find you? Hit us with whatever you want to say. If you type… Okay. If you type in This Is Neve on Twitter and Instagram, you'll be able to find me immediately. So type in This Is mm-hmm. Neve. And if you type in Neve uh, on YouTube, you'll be able to find my channel. I think for me, that's it. But I, uh, I want my fans to know that I'm in my personal stage where I am brainstorming a lot on my next album. And I want Mm. that to be something very, very personal. And Mm. uh, so I'm in a lot of process of brainstorming that. So I want all of you to pray for me. (laughs) And always thank everybody uh, who are supporting me. I Mm. know that I am not Enough, enough. Like I, I know I'm not perfect. And it's the reason that I'm able to talk uh, to you or the others about my heart and my feelings is because it's been all of my fans, all my parents and you know, supporters around me uh, who could really relate to me and then who have heart to uh, listen to what… Like feel what I… Listen to what I… Thought and, and and felt, and I'm I'm just thankful and grateful, and I really do uh, mean that. And I wish to continue writing and producing for the others. So yeah, if you have time and heart, maybe check my album out later on. Maybe like late this year, <laughs> later this year. Yeah, I, this is going to be very personal. So I think that's the big news that I can give. All the supporters that I have. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> well, Neve, you are more than enough. And your music is more than enough. And we can't wait to hear the new stuff that is coming out from you uh, later this year. We'll definitely look forward to it. Everybody, please be sure to check out his music. N-I-V-E. This is the last question. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I should have asked this at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I didn't because I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> Neve, explain the name. N-I-V-E. What does this mean? Um, there's an urban dictionary saying that Neve means being cool without having to say cool. And you uh-huh. are originally… You're supposed to pronounce it as naive. And mm. I thought when I was first introduced that word… I was like… Naive sounds a little too close to naive. 
Mm. <laughs> it's like, why don't we just go with like either Nive or Nive? And then it's like Nive sounded like a, a French brand for like yeah. perfume. So uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, uh, maybe uh, simply let's go with Nive. But then I could relate to the meaning of that that word because I always thought that I'm not enough or like cool enough and I'm I'm in a way pretty awkward too when I'm talking to the others. It's just <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cool. Like you know like if you see uh, people in a classroom or whatever there's always that guy who's like in the corner of the room. Just like yeah that's like, me. <laughs> that's me too. Hey. <laughs> and I'm just like reading the book with the classes and I'm just like yeah, so it's like, I thought to myself that I'm not I'm not cool like the others, but then that word told me that you can be cool by being yourself, and I thought mm-hmm. that I resonated with it. So yeah, that's what it means. All right, to live like well, me. Thank-, <laughs> thank you very much, sir. All right, yeah. well, Neve, thank you so much again for joining us on the show. Um, it was really really a pleasure getting to know you today, and I hope we can connect again uh, soon. Everybody, please be sure to check out his stuff. It's everywhere. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can join us at patreon.com slash divestudios where you get ad-free listening, a ton of benefits, live streams with us, uh, discounts on a lot of different things. And you can see the videos of this at youtube.com slash divestudios or slash divepods. Now… Um, we have one last thing that we're going to do. Neve, if you don't mind, if you could please, 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 please give us an outro jingle. Can you improvise one for us? Anything. Outro jingle? Yeah. It's it's tradition for our guests. Wait. Do, do I sing it? Like… Wait, yes, sir. Jingle. Like outro jingle. Like what's the yeah. example? I, I have never done Like a before. logo song. So the opening song for this for this is… This is the K-pop Tabak Show with Eric Nam. <laughs> Uh, horribly done but you can <laughs> you, you can do so much better uh, okay this is the Eric Nam show and I'm new in the show Mm-mm. I hope you all enjoyed it I hope you all enjoyed it like I did Mm-mm. This is the show with Eric Nam, and I'm so honored to be in the show. I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope to see you all again. Yeah. <laughs> <Woo>! Okay. <laughs> I hope that makes sense. <laughs> that was great. Thank you, Neve. We'll see you next time on the K-Pop Tab Show. Thank Thanks, you for everybody. We'll me. see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Have you ever been captivated by stories that push the boundaries of what we know? Have you ever felt drawn to subjects that spark both intrigue and controversy? Well, you're not alone. I'm your host, Amber Rose, and I'll be your guide through a world of these forbidden topics. 
Welcome to I Hope They're Not Listening with Amber Rose. Hey, my guys. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, let's just get started. Neil, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for your interest. What kind of life is that? It's, it's like the military. It That's conditions like you to horrible. just deal with this shit. How do you feel about my ex, 21 Savage? This is giving 21 average, not machine gun, but like Water Pistol Kelly. <laughs> that they actually believe that a planet in the sky gave a rat's ass about anything <laughs> in your life. We have the Queen of Swords upright. So this is an energy where it's like, I'm in charge. This is right. about me. For sure. So you're saying there's no truth to that. It is complete bullshit. So most people don't know that Satanists don't actually worship Satan. You purposely not say that to piss them off. That's a losing battle. I want to confront them with their hypocrisy. They consider themselves as advocates for. This is why we have science, to establish what is objectively true. Right. So we don't have to just follow what feels good or follow the charismatic person who is scientifically clueless. I just want to say that question was from Wiz Khalifa. That was not from me. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, and we'll be back with more soon. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.